as I was thinking about this particular sermon series, what kind of, well, came to my mind was that if you were to give me a camera, all right, and then ask me to disassemble that particular camera, like the one you see behind me on the screen during this entire sermon series, I'm sure that I'd be able to unscrew all the, you know, pieces to that little device. Sure, I'd be so careful in that process not to break anything, right? Because I'm going to try to reassemble this thing. However, here, you got to understand, I'm not much of a mechanical guy. I don't really know how to fix things. In fact, today we had an issue with one of the doors in the restroom stalls. Like, how do we fix this? I don't know. Call Gerald. Maybe he can figure this thing out. Why? Because I'm not much of a fixer. I have no idea how to fix certain things. And so when you talk about this particular camera, I'm pretty sure that if you were to ask me to rebuild this camera, well, it would not go as planned. Okay, it's not going to go as planned. In fact, chances are I'm going to miss a few steps along the way. Maybe even have a few missing pieces, right? I put the camera together and I've ended up with a few missing pieces. Well, all of us know that that's not how you assemble something. If you got missing pieces, right, after you're done, that's never a good thing. And in fact, the camera, if I were to do that, would not work as though it was intended to work, right? <laughs> Worse off, well... The purpose of the camera is meant to take pictures, right? Well, here's the thing with this particular camera. If I were to try to assemble it, chances are it would probably become a paperweight. Yeah, I know. Yeah, someone agrees. <laughs> Someone's agreeing with me. Someone knows my style. Uh, not only a paperweight, perhaps even worse, it might find its way to the recycle bin <laughs> because I've had to throw it away. The purpose of the camera would change, okay? Here's the thing. The purpose of a camera normally is to take wonderful pictures, right? It's not meant to sit inside some closet somewhere collecting dust. When we talk about our spiritual lives, when we talk about how we are to walk as children of the king, the rebuilding process is, to meant, is meant to allow us to fulfill God's mission in our lives, in me. That process of rebuilding, it's not to break us, right? It's to help me find and discover what God's mission is for my life. And in fact, I believe God's got a mission for you. God's got a mission for this church to accomplish in these days. Do you believe that today? We're part of the church of the living God, the body of Christ. Amen. We're called to be a lighthouse in the darkness today. Everything God is trying to do in me is to help me fulfill his mission for my life. And here at the Sanctuary Church, we are committed to help everyone in this room and those that are listening online to rebuild our spiritual walk with the Lord. That's what the mission of the church is about today, to know God, right? To know God, to, to know him on a deeper and a personal level, level to grow, to, to grow in our relationship with the Lord as well as with one another. And then to go, we're called to go and be a light in the darkness. Amen. We're called to know, to grow, and to go. Amen. Is that our truth today? Amen. Is that what we talk about today here? Amen. That is who we are as a church today. In this sermon series, we have this amazing opportunity to reevaluate our walk with the Lord. 
Now, last week we talked about renewing our commitment to God's will, God's plan, right, for our life, that commitment to God's call for us. And it takes spiritual separation. It takes a surrendering over to serve. It's, it's a, an opportunity for us to understand that there must be some personal sacrifice if we're going to fulfill God's plan in our life. In other words, we need a more of him and less of me attitude, right? Amen. More of him and less of me, that his light would shine through me and help me, that God would form me and fashion me in his image. And so as we continue this Rebuild Sermon series, I'm challenging all of us here today to renew our personal commitment to the Lord, renew our spiritual life in God and say, God, I want you to be the center of it all. God, I want you to be Lord of all things, of all areas of my life. Amen. And so today, I'd like to take us back to our focus passage for this sermon series found in Psalm 51 and verse 10. Psalm 51 and verse 10, it simply reads, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Amen. I want God to create a clean heart today in me. Amen. I want him to renew a right spirit today. Renew me, transform me from the inside out. And then Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse one, it shares this. And so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable this is the true way to worship him. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Amen. Then you'll be able to learn, learn, know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen. When we become living sacrifices to the Lord, there's a true hunger that is birthed within us to be more like Jesus. God, I pray that you will transform me, amen, because I desire to eagerly serve you. I want to serve you with joyfulness and gladness in my heart. I want to give the best part of me unto you. There's nothing that I would not do for you and to further your kingdom on this earth, amen. Is that your desire today to see his kingdom? Kingdom unfold in a powerful and mighty way through our lives. Amen. When we become living sacrifices, the Bible talks about that. That's the moment that scripture comes alive in us. Amen. And it takes an added authority in our hearts because all of a sudden we look to life through that lens, that lens of, well, how does this play out through the word of God in my life? What, what does the Bible say and how does that play out in me today? And so prayer be really becomes more personal. It becomes genuine, this authentic piece of you. And it's an integral part of every single day of your life. Amen. Part of the rebuilding means that we pay careful attention to every piece of our life. Not, <laughs> well, let's just look at it this way. Just like the camera has to be properly assembled, right, for it to actually work right. 
We need a laser sharp focus on the things of the Lord to rebuild our spiritual lives today in the right way. And that means that we must be careful to think about the things that God is trying to do in us and also take heart to all the things God cares about because what God cares about ought to be what we care about today. Amen? Is that your desire today to care about the things that the Lord cares about? Amen. Jesus gave us the great commandment to love God, right? And the great commission to motivate the church, to motivate everyone in this room today to be on mission for the Lord, to motivate us toward that great commission to reach the lost, to reach the world with the gospel. If we're going to reach the world around us today, we've got to remain spiritually healthy and we must be growing in our faith daily. We must help people understand the, the power of Jesus Christ and the saving power of Christ's sacrifice on Calvary. We must proclaim through the way we live and act and talk on a daily basis. We must proclaim the transforming power of Jesus. Amen. I'm thankful that Jesus is on the inside and he's working on the outside. Oh, there's been a change in me. Amen. Do you believe that today? Jesus has been working on the inside of our heart and now now he's about to transform the way we live on the outside. And because of that, oh, there has been amazing, an amazing change in me. Would you give God praise for that right now? I believe God is doing a work. Amen. God is helping us grow in this wonderful area today. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 3. It says, more importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come. Mocking the truth, following their own desires. They will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? Some people in our world are saying that to the church. Hey, I thought you said Jesus was supposed to come back. What's up with that? They're scoffing, they're mocking the promises of the word of God. From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient. Everyone say the word patient. He is being patient for your sake. Why? He does not want anyone to be destroyed. He doesn't want anyone to perish, okay? But he wants everyone to repent. He wants everyone to turn to him. Amen. Today we're going to speak about this important thought, rebuild fulfilling God's mission. Amen. I want to fulfill God's mission every single day. Is that your desire today? If so, why don't we give God praise right now for that and believe. Heavenly Father, I pray, speak life, God, I pray to us. Help us, challenge us, stir us now, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. This should be a sobering passage in light of all that's taking place in our world right now. The Lord has promised that he will return again to this earth, and he desires to take his church into heaven with him. That's what it talks about here. But because he does not want anyone to be lost for eternity, to forfeit eternity today, he, in fact, is delaying his return. Think about that. God loves every person so much that he is giving us more time to get our act together, <laughs> to get ourselves right with him. He's giving the church time 
to get committed to sharing this wonderful gospel, this message with the entire world. The fact that we are still here reminds us and tells us that we still have a job to accomplish. We still have a job to do. God is calling us to be evangelists here on earth. To evangelize simply means to tell of that wonderful truth, the good news of gospel. Proclaim it everywhere you go. Look what the Lord has done in my life. Look what God can do in your life. Oh, God is able to do great things. Amen. We're called to share this truth with the world everywhere that we go and reach every single person that we know and even some that we don't know yet. Why? Because God calls us to share the good news with everyone. Because we're created with God's purpose in mind. Everyone here today, you have a godly mission to fulfill, amen? You've got a mission from God to fulfill. That ought to challenge us and encourage us today, amen? <laughs> It ought to encourage us to know that every person here today, you have a divine mission that only you will accomplish, only you can accomplish for him. Some would say, well, somebody else is going to do that, this or the other. No, wait a minute. Yes, we all have tasks, and yes, we all have a mission to fulfill, but God has called you. Everyone say, that means me. Oh, I know. Let me say it one more time. That means me. <laughs> all right, all of us, we're called to be on mission for the Lord. Any attempt to draw closer to God should result in us seeking his will, seeking his plan, his purpose to unfold through us. Amen. We adopt his mission to reach farther so that others will hear this great and wonderful gospel today. Amen. Because others need to know about his grace and his love and his mercy today. God will meet you where you are to take you where he wants you to go. Amen. God will meet you where you are today, and he wants to take you where he wants to go. We're called to embrace God's love for us so that we can love the world around us. God says, love me and love one another, amen? So we're called to share this love that we've experienced with other people. We must be committed to fulfilling God's mission because God loves people, amen? Why don't you turn to your neighbor and tell them this? Sure, God loves people. And that includes you. <laughs> All right, amen. <laughs> God loves people, and that includes you and I today, amen. See, the thing is, we're drowning in a world of sin, and we need a Savior to save us from our sin today, amen, because we are lost without him. The Savior is Jesus Christ, our Lord. When he died upon the cross for our sins, we are now able to live forever in unbroken relationship, fellowship with the Lord here on earth and even in the life to come. Why? Because he was our substitute on Calvary. He paid the ultimate price so that we might have life through him. Amen. And not only life through him, but now we can be filled with his peace and with his hope and with a joy that is unspeakable, full of glory today. Why? Because the Bible declares that when we are his people, we are the sheep of his pasture. In other words, we are able 
able to be nourished and fed by him, sustained by the Lord. Oh, I thank God that I don't have to face this life alone in my own strength and in my own ability. But when I begin to surrender to God daily, surrender to his plan and will, all of a sudden it's like my life aligns with his plan. And no longer am I uncertain about the future. No longer am I filled with hopelessness. No, my hope is found in Jesus Christ. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Do you believe that today? If so, why don't you give God praise for his power and for his mercy today? Amen. Amen. Let me ask you this question. If you have something great, wouldn't you want to share that with somebody else? You found the, just the perfect auto repair place, all right? <laughs> you found the perfect chocolate syrup to top that ice cream. I mean, you, you, you will tell somebody about Blue Bell ice cream, right? When you leave Texas, you will tell them, hey, I've got some great ice cream here to tell you about, right? Briars is fabulous, but let me tell you about some Blue Bell, all right? Some of you don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> if you don't know what Bluebell ice cream is about, you're going to have to figure it out. That's all right. Briars is great, but Bluebell is better. Come on, somebody. All right. <laughs> when we share our faith with others, we give them an opportunity to know Jesus Christ. We bring this message of hope to the lost, to the lonely, to the hurting today. We bring them something of eternal value something that can and will change lives there is no greater cause on the earth than to share the cause of jesus christ there's no greater cause on the earth than to share the cause of jesus christ scripture tells us that hell was created for the devil and his angels it was never created for humanity in fact, God loves people. He wants everyone to be saved. And that is great news today. Amen. Amen. What was Christ's most important purpose on earth? Luke chapter 19 and verse 10 makes it plain. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So what should be my most important purpose on this earth? To reach people with the love of Jesus, amen? To reach the world, a hurting world, a torn world, a world full of chaos right now. We're called to reach our world with the love of Jesus. He modeled it so perfectly and he intended it to be spread through our lives, through our words, through our actions on a daily basis to spread God's grace and truth to every person that we encounter. We're to live in a way until there is a global revival changing lives all across the world, but it starts with me. Amen. Revival, if it's going to occur, it must start in my heart. Amen. And that's the only place that revival begins. It starts within each of us today, and that's when it springs forward. Amen. Amen. If the love of Christ is in us, in fact, we will want to share that love with others when i'm in covenant relationship with jesus christ in fact i am his ambassador here on this earth i'm here on his behalf to share others that love that i've experienced and tell them hey god loves you just as much as he loves me today we must be committed to fulfilling god's mission because of the great 
Commission. Amen. The Great Commission. What is the Great Commission? Well, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not the Great Suggestion. The Great Suggestion, no. If we are his followers, no, the Great Commission commissions us to be followers, disciples on mission. If we believe in him, then we have a task, a job to accomplish through our lives. He's commissioned all of us to reach others today so that the grace that was shared to me can be demonstrated to someone else. The grace that he shared to you can be demonstrated to someone else. Oh, I thank God for his grace today. I thank God for his mercy, his saving power being made real in me. We must realize that reaching farther, it starts with me. It starts with me. Matthew 28 and 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Amen. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Jesus thought this. He said, look, our faith, our faith ought to be openly lived out everywhere that we go. It must be shared with every person, with our family members, our coworkers, the people in the grocery stores. It doesn't mean that we wear our super Christian emblem on our chest. <laughs> it means that we wear his handprints on our heart today. Amen. Amen. And his desires upon our choices. So God, help me make choices today and decisions that will honor you and please you because I know that there is a world, there are people, there is a family, there is someone looking to me and my desire is to point them to you today. Our character is formed by him. Our priorities ought to be shaped by his passion. His goodness should be seen and heard through our actions and through our words. In a world that has long left pleasing God, all right? In a society that actually mocks Christians at times. This is the time for the church to arise and be his bride today. This is the time for us to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. This is the moment. This is our hour. We are here for such a time as this. Others need to know that there is a God that loves them more than anything. We're called to influence others for Jesus. Our lives can reflect something more than the world has to offer. And it often takes more than just how we feel. But our words must accompany our actions today. Amen. Amen. Words and action today. He has saved us. He has forgiven us. He has changed us. And I believe God has given us hope today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I thank God for his hope in my life. Amen. Where would I be without the hope? Amen. Where would I be without his hope being made real in my life today? If I only had hope in what I see in the natural, man, I'd be pretty sad at times, right? But I'd be pretty worried about some things. But guess what? My hope is found in Jesus Christ today. My hope is founded upon a kingdom that is not of this world, but of the world to come. Why? Because I am his child today. I am a light in the darkness today. All of us in this room, we are commissioned for his calling and for his purpose today. The Great Commission is a personal calling today. He's calling all of us to step out in faith. He's calling all of us to lead others to him. He's calling all of us to be alive in a time of darkness. 
sickness today. He's calling all of us to allow faith in action to unfold on a daily basis. People who obey this command change their spiritual lives forever. When you freely give what's been freely given to you, the gospel of Jesus, you are then fulfilling your calling and you're living out God's plan, God's purpose through your life. Everywhere that you go, every Christian, we are called to share the good news, what God has done in us, the death, the burial, the resurrection, the gospel, the good news. We're called to share this. Who has God placed upon your heart today? Who is God placing in your path today so you can share the wonderful gift of salvation? What small steps will you take to reach out to that person who is lost or hurting or uncertain today about their relationship with God? What's holding you back from making disciples of all nations according to the word of God. I know that God is leading you. God is guiding someone today. God is going to quicken your heart. He's going to quicken your mind to someone that needs encouragement, someone that needs some prayer, someone that needs you to reach out to them. Oh, that God would stir us today to be a light in these dark times. Amen. That God would fill us today with a desire to see his gospel and his mission fulfilled here on this earth. Amen. 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 One of the beautiful things about being a part of the body of Christ, it means that when God quickens our heart to do something, we do it, right? This week on social media, I happened to be scrolling, and then all of a sudden a name popped up. I don't even know this person at all. Apparently they have some connections that I know, some acquaintances I know. They went to school back in the day at the same school I went to in St. Louis, Gateway College. But the person's living here in the Austin area, no longer that I can tell at least from their page, living for the Lord. But you know what I did in that uh, moment? I thought, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't need to reach out to this person. I don't even know this person. And then I kind of walked away. About an hour later, this person's still on my mind, still showed up on my feet. I said, okay, God, I guess I just need to reach out. So, hi, my name is Pastor Mal. We pastor the Sanctuary Church. I don't know if you're looking for a church, but I hear that you're in the Austin area. We went to school together, or at least at one time we, go to this, we went to the same school. I would love if you are looking for a church, why don't you come visit our church sometime? Here's our church number. Here's our address. Here's our church website. We've got some sermons online. Check it out sometime. May God bless you. I don't know what seeds I'm planting in someone's life. I don't know what, what that person is experiencing at the moment. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what season of life they're in. But if God has led me to reach out, I, I must be obedient Amen. to the leading of the Spirit, right? So as God prompts me to reach out, God prompts me to, to share God's love with someone, I have no idea if this person will ever find Jesus or find their way back to the Lord or if they even need Jesus. I have no idea. But for that moment in time, God had commissioned me for that season and for that moment. And I want to be obedient to the leading of the Lord today. I want to be obedient. When God says move, I want to move. When God says go left, I want to go left. When God says go right, I want to go right. Why? Because I want to be his child. Amen. I want to be submitted to his will and his plan and his purpose. The Great Commission begs me, it calls me, it, it motivates me to place his priorities as my priorities. We must be committed to fulfilling God's mission because church growth is God's will. The church growing is his will. Jesus practiced what he preached as part of his announcement of the coming of the kingdom. He proclaimed release of the captives, sight for the blind, and freedom for the oppressed. 
He backed up his audacious proclamations with compelling demonstrations. Those in bondage to demonic powers were set free by the power of his precious name. The sick were made whole. The blind were given sight. Amen. In Luke 7, and as you begin to reread that focused passage that we spoke about this morning, in 2 Peter 3 and 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. Tell somebody beside you, that means me. Being patient for my sake. He doesn't want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone. Everyone. How big, how, how many people is everyone? Everyone. <laughs> how narrow is that definition? Everyone. <laughs> everyone. That's how far the reach of the Lord desires to love on today. Amen. He wants to love on everyone today. What did he say was Jesus' primary mission? What did we say? It's reaching the lost, right? Reaching the lost, saving the lost. In these verses, we'll find the true mission of the church. God doesn't want anyone to spend eternity suffering apart from him. And so it's our task as the church, everyone in this room, it's our responsibility as the body of Christ, to share Christ's mission, to seek and save the lost. Not our job to grow the church, that's what God does, but it is our job to share, to share the transforming story of Jesus and provide hope in the midst of uncertainty. So let me declare this. Jesus didn't say his purpose was to build buildings, so that we can come together and feel good about ourselves, have a happy little country club. No, this building, buildings are just a tool. It's just meant to be a tool, a vehicle, right? A vehicle to reach people. It's never meant to be a museum for the saved. The church was meant to be a hospital for the hurting, amen? Never meant to be a museum for the saved, but it was called and placed and commissioned to be a hospital for the hurting. When we understand the mission of the church, when we understand why we are placed on this path and on this pathway and understand why we are still here, we have a responsibility, amen, and church, is, is, it's time for us to embark upon the greatest adventure, amen, to see the growth of his mission, to see his plan unfold in and through our life. It's our job to share the gospel message, to live it out through our words and our actions, to have a faith in the Lord that's alive and well today. I don't want to have a dead faith today. No, I don't want to have a casual faith today. I want to have a living, burning faith today. Amen. That stirs me, that transforms me, and allows his priorities to become my priorities. Amen. We're called to love and lo the lost today. We're called to love and disciple people as they come to Jesus. Believing is the first point, and then we empower people to live out their faith, amen. Jesus sent his inner core of disciples into the world to go and make more disciples. What is a disciple? A follower of Jesus. More than just someone that just came to faith and walked away, but a disciple, someone who's growing in the Lord, a process of growth, making disciples ought to be a part of what we are on a daily basis. We who follow Jesus are people who are sent. We are a sent people today to reach others through his love, 
We are community sent on mission together. We partner together, amen, as a church today. We are partnered to do life together, community together, love together. We're called to continue the ministry of Jesus Christ so that someone else might experience the saving power of the Lord today. Amen. we're called to be a light, a conduit of his love in a hurting world. Amen. So where does the mission take place? I'll tell you a real simple secret. Well, the mission is everywhere that you are. The mission is everywhere that you are. Being on mission for God doesn't mean that you have to go to a foreign land. Some of you may do that, and that's fine. But we have a mission right here on 3600 East Whitestone Boulevard. You've got a mission right where you live, in your zip code, on your street, in your cul-de-sac, in your apartment building, in your complex. There are people right now, and you are called to be a missionary right there. He expects me to be a missionary right where I am. In this COVID age, it might be through Zoom, a Zoom meeting, a Bible study rather than in person. In fact, this week, I'm, I'm glad to see we had two great, great attended Bible studies online today. We praise God for every person that's involved in small groups today. Why don't you give yourselves a hand for being a part of small groups? If you haven't been a part of a small group, man, we've got some great ones going on right now. But this week, two Bible studies, and we had some folks show up, and it was great. It's just fun, it's just fun to talk about the Word of God, amen? amen, to be with God's people and talk about what God is trying to do. I love talking about Jesus. I love talking about the Word of God, amen? Is that your hope, too, your desire today? That's mine. Amen. I love talking about the goodness of Jesus, amen? Everyday life, everywhere that we go, we are surrounded by Christians and non-Christians. Right? Christians and non-Christians. Some people know Jesus, some that don't. In this sense, America is no different than China, India, or Africa. I can go overseas and find lost people. I can go next door and find lost people. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's, either you are following Jesus or you're not, right? You're, you're Christian or you're not. And so our mission is really, there's only two types of people, those that know Christ and those who don't know him. So this mission is really, quite frankly, very simple. It is to just help people know Jesus. We're called to help others know more about the goodness of Jesus. Did you know you have several advantages to reach this mission field? You already know the language. Well, for the most part, we know the language, I guess. Right? We know the language. We know some of the people we're trying to reach. You don't have to travel halfway around the globe on on, on, on your dime, you probably have a place that you're staying right now, okay? You are equipped right now to reach the mission field that God has placed right before your eyes. You are equipped right now to reach the mission field right where you are. You're like, oh, I don't, I don't know the word of God yet. Well, man, this is a great time. Let's get plugged into a Bible study, right? Hey, let's get surrounded. Let's start being a part of what God is trying to help. Help learn more about the word of God so I can share this wonderful Bible with somebody else. Help me begin to live it out, amen? Help me rebuild my spiritual life in such a way that I do feel godly confident to reach out to someone. And when I don't have the answer, I tell my Bible study this. Look, I might not have the answer this week, but you know what? Ask me the question. I'm going to write it down and give me a few days and I'm going to get back to you. There's nothing wrong with telling somebody that. I don't have all the answers. You know what? The Bible's a pretty big book. <laughs> it's got some pretty wonderful stuff in there, you know, some amazing things in there. But the 
Some of the challenges is do I quickly have all the answers? No, but guess what? I can do some great research and some homework and get back to you. Hey, if we're going to reach our world, we've got to be confident in who we are as the children of God today. We've got to be confident in knowing the Word of God is true today. Amen. It is our foundation stone. Everything else revolves around the power and the blessings of the Lord today. His Word is true today. Oh, man, God hasn't spoken to me about that yet. Well, have you read the word? <laughs> I haven't heard the audible voice yet. Well, have you read the word? <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> I read this meme. Uh, well, if you want to hear the word of God, the voice of God audibly, just read the book audibly. <laughs> and you're going to hear the word of God. That's God speaking to us. God breathed, amen, the inspiration of the Bible, amen, it is God breathed, amen, it was powerful, there's authority in the word of God today, whatever it prophesies about, whatever it touches, it is true, it is real, it is my foundation today, whatever it declares, I will believe and I will trust today, why, my hope is found in the Lord today. God has a way of stirring us, right? Another way to communicate the Great Commission is found um, in the message, paraphrase, it says this in Matthew 28, 19. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life. Well, what does that mean? Well, in other words, as you're going about your daily business, as you're going to school, as you're going to work, going to the doctor, if you are going to the grocery store, Getting some, getting some gas, all right? Pumping your car up with gas. You're eating out. You're visiting with family, your friends, whatever. You're just hanging out together. Wherever you are, that is your mission field. Amen? That is your mission field. And here's the exciting part as I bring this to a close. God isn't asking us to do anything that he will not empower us to do. He's not asking us to do anything that he will not strengthen and empower us to do. We don't have to do this alone. We don't have to do this in our own strength, in our own ability. Jesus not only entrusts us with the responsibility of the proclamation of the gospel to others, but he equips us. He pours into us the strength and the ability for it to be accomplished. He equips us for the job. When we step out in faith for him, he will give us the right words to say. So that's the moment. I'm like, Lord, give me wisdom. <laughs> that means I tell everybody everything I know. No, probably not. God, give me the right words to say. The right time to say it. Godly wisdom. Godly wisdom. Sometimes he'll give me words I didn't even think to use. I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind to think about. And then God quickens my heart and I say something. Oh, wow, I didn't think about that. And then the person may come back and tell me, Man, that, what, what you just said was, was meant for me. It, it, it was meant for me. Why? God's spirit was working on me. God was doing a work on them. And in that moment, because I was obedient, God spoke life to that person's life. God doesn't call to be equipped, but he equips the called. He does not call the equipped. Yes, does he have some talented people he's called, of course. But when you look through the pages of Scripture all the way from Genesis to Revelation. What you see are men and women, sometimes with a lot of faith, sometimes with little faith, making mistakes, 
often not doing exactly the things that they should have done or would have done or should have, would have, could have type of thing done, all right? But what he did do in scriptures oftentimes work through imperfect people and demonstrated his love in the midst of their shortcoming. And the Lord was glorified because in our weakness, he is made strong, amen. We are made strong through his weakness today because when I am weak, he is strong. His spirit is working through me. His spirit is flowing through me. So that moment when I realize that I am weak and I don't have the answers and I go to God in prayer, I begin to say, God, I don't have the answers. I don't have this opportunity. I don't know what to do, God. I, I am not even sure what you're calling me to accomplish. I just know that I've got a mission to fulfill. You've got something divine for me to fulfill. Help me in this process. In my weakness, I am made strong through him. But God, help me. The Bible says this. That's what the Holy Spirit will do. That the Lord will give us the words to say. He convicts us and our listeners of sin. He converts the hard heart. The Lord sustains us in difficult times. He gives focus and substance to our prayers gives us the ability to do what he has called us to do. When we allow the Spirit of God to work in our hearts and through us, give the Lord room to work, the Lord will surprise us with what he will accomplish through us. We're not alone, and we are empowered by his Spirit today to accomplish his will. Amen. As every, why don't we all stand? I believe everyone in this room, we've got to allow the Spirit of God to work. We've got to allow the Lord to work on our hearts. And so here's what I'd like us to do. I want us to commit ourselves to the call of God. I want us to commit to obeying the voice of the Lord, the Word of God for our life, to fulfill His mission through our life, to reaching people, reaching people every day, reaching people talk about the Lord, the goodness of God. Who is that person God's laying on your heart to reach, to encourage? Reach that person right now. Can we commit to sharing God's love today? Can we commit to sharing the grace of God, the mercy of God, the love of God with someone today? And then tomorrow when we wake up, maybe God gives us a different name to pray about. Or maybe it's the same person we ought to pray, you know, pray for. God will help us in this rebuilding time to fulfill his call. To know, to grow, and to go. That going element has always been the vehicle, the mission of the church, and how God's word propagates, how God's word is shared in the world. It's through us. God's spirit's already doing the work, right? He's already calling people to him, but he wants to use us in that process. He wants to use us to reach our world. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed, I'd like to make some final statements before we pray. In this room, I believe God is stirring us. God is challenging us. God is motivating us to be a light in the darkness. God is calling us to embrace his mission, embrace his plan, submitted to his will, submitted to that process, allowing our words and our thoughts and our actions to align with his divine plan for our life. Can we commit to telling someone about the love of God this week?
Maybe you can get them here to the building next Sunday. Maybe you can't, but would you pray for them? Would you encourage them? Would you reach out to them? Would you share your personal testimony with them? Would say, this is what God has done in my life. Here's what God's mercy can do in your life. Maybe you share with them a link to the church, a, a, a sermon or something that's going on. Maybe, maybe you just send them a, a, a music clip of something that you heard. Some way, somehow, would you allow the love of God to shine through you? Because in these last days, God is raising up a church to fulfill his vision, and that is to seek and save everybody. He desires to do it through you and I today. So God, today, right now, we just pray your will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven right now. We give ourselves to you. We wholeheartedly surrender to you. God, we want to be vessels of honor. So God, right now, forgive us of anything that's holding us back from serving you. Forgive us, God, I pray, for any sin that's in our life. God, transform us from the inside out. Anything that I've placed above you, any idol I've placed above you in my heart today. God, forgive me, Lord, because I truly desire to see your vision for my life unfold before me. I truly desire to see your mission and plan unfold in me. So God, help me right now. Surrender to your will and to your way. I commit to your vision right now. I commit, Lord, to be more sensitive to the people that are around me on a daily basis. Let me just not walk around with my, my head in the clouds or not really observing what's going on, but let me be in tune with your spirit. Let me be dialed into what you're trying to do. God, help me be sensitive to the leading of your spirit right now. I pray your will be done through me as I lay my life on the altar and I surrender myself to you. Let my eyes be open to the opportunities before me to share your love with people all around me, people I know, people I don't even know. God, give me the boldness to speak truth, the boldness to speak wisdom in times of uncertainty today. I pray, God, give me clarity and transparency transform my heart from the inside out. Let doors be open right now so that hearts will be sensitive to you. And Lord, let me speak when you're calling me to speak. Let me say what you're calling me to say. Let me be who you're calling me to be right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, help me, God. Strengthen me, Lord. Let me embrace your call for my life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Amen. I'd like to open up these altars right now in this room. Someone needs to ask the Lord to forgive them of their sins. Someone needs to embrace the call. Amen. Today, God has a plan for your life. Maybe you've been running from the will of God, the plan of God. Today is your moment to embrace it. If you need something from Jesus, we've got places up here that you can stand safely, socially distant from someone. Amen. But can we make this entire place a place of prayer? Love for you to come to the front to pray. Love for you to pray where you are. But let's make this entire place a place of prayer right now. The presence of God is here. And God wants to minister. And God wants to encourage. God wants to help. God wants, Lord, God wants to do great things in your life. Let's all pray. Jesus is here. The presence of God is here. Let's all pray right now.